0: Hey, I'm Angie and I'm Emily being a creative person in the corporate space can be really tough and we should know
1: join us to talk about how to be a right brain in a left-brained world it's the artist at work everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we're going to give you another one of those quickie episodes with tips for you. These aren't particularly groundbreaking and you've certainly heard, read, or done them all before. Um, But we just thought that we'd check in with you and talk a little bit about how to get creatively unstuck. The stuckness is something that we certainly feel both quite a lot. And so we're going to hit you with some quick tips. Um, Maybe even listening to your favorite podcast could be one of them. So Angie, what's one of the ways in which you uh, find that you need to get yourself creatively unstuck? What do you do?
0: I will start with move my body. I think sweating does so much good for probably everyone, but especially myself. I know I feel better. I sleep better. I think better when days that I have know, moved my body, went outside for a long walk or, you know, did a little sweat sesh in my living
1: room. What about you? I like to um, consume things when I, because I am typing and creating all day, I like to remove my hands from the keyboard as much as I possibly can. And, you know, for example, if I am reading a book, I will then go through the rest of my day after having put down that book, narrating my day and my life in the voice and in the tone of that author, which is weird and pathological, but I can't help it. Um, it's so funny. Do you think that's your like writer brain doing it that? It has I, to be. I don't do that. Oh my God. Ever since I was a little kid, this is like, I would be able to channel that author's voice very poorly, I'm certain, into my thoughts and my narrations. And it sort of helps me kind of situate problems differently and, you know, think about, you know, uncenter myself from whatever it is that I'm working on. But yeah, being able to consume and take a break from the act of creation itself and take it in rather than, you know, output, I think is really helpful for me.
0: Cool. So my next one, which is quasi related, is just if I'm stuck on a problem, a creative solution, a thing I'm making, whatever it is, if I just stop doing that thing and move on to something entirely different that maybe uses, maybe it's more admin or maybe it's more, it's creative in a different way. It's just a different task that uses a different piece of my brain. And then I come back to the other one. I am refreshed with new ideas and a new like energy towards that problem.
1: I think that makes sense. And, you know, again, it's a framing exercise, right? I think a lot of the times in these situations, myself in particular, because I am a procrastinator, I paint myself into a corner with time. So I often don't have the luxury of walking away. But when I do have the luxury of walking away, I like to allow myself space to get distracted because I never know what kind of internet rabbit hole I will fall into. And I fall into many every day, but I am able to sort of file away things that don't even make sense for the problem that I'm trying to untangle in the most. Um, but something will, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to eventually ask for milk and then solve your creative problem. um Tumbling down <laughs> these weird lines of thought and internet inquiry for me are very, very rejuvenating, very creative. And again, even if I'm not solving the exact problem that I need to be solving in that moment, those moments of distraction and those moments of sort of like things that are seemingly unrelated at the very, very 11th hour for me often tie themselves up into a very satisfying bow that I wasn't expecting them to do because I introduced things that are a little less um, germane to the task. at hand.
0: <laughs> and I'll say being on the other side of that kind of creativity and seeing it come to life when we're working on a project together or you're doing something personal and you, I know you've been putting it off and then it comes to life. It's incredible to see the not The nonlinear direction that I got there. It's the crazy loopity loop. And I think it's so cool to have a little kind of tap into your brain there. I encourage everybody to to take a couple of loops. It's it's amazing what you can find out. What about you? What's another one? Another one that's so obvious. And this is, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be the first person to tell you this, but I, in the last year or so have really embraced rest. And as somebody who you know, likes to get things done, check them off their list, always been doing more, cram as much as you can into your day and your weekend. It's really been a step back for me and it's been ensuring I get eight to nine hours of sleep and shutting off at a certain time and, you know, using Do Not Disturb on my phone to keep myself in check. I just can't really even put into words, how much better I feel when I'm sleeping well, or when I'm at least giving myself boundaries around rest. And that maybe planning rest sounds crazy to you if you're not a planner, but if something is important to me, it needs to go on my calendar. And that includes
1: rest. Another one that I initially really balked at, but has proven to be helpful for me, and that I'm still learning about a lot um, is journaling. I know it sounds really easy and really simple, but it's something that I have not prioritized for many, many years after having done it for most of my young and young adult life and getting back into that practice, you know, whether it's typed up, whether it's longhand, both really, really helpful for me. Um, Again, removing myself from the problem, thinking about something else and seeing where one thought sort of takes me um, and how those sort of, you know, tendrils of other things can, can wind me back to where I think I need to be.
0: It's super interesting. You're talking about journaling and how you did it as a ch- like a kid, a teenager, probably into your twenties. Oh yeah. And then it fell off. And mm-hmm. I was literally just having this conversation earlier today huh. about the same exact thing. I had like a diary with like a lock and like oh, yeah. journal after journal after journal full through college, through my early twenties. And I had a, realization that when I stopped using paper planners, I stopped journaling. Yeah. Uh And it all has to do with the iPhone. Of course it does. So really the iPhone is the enemy here. It's a blocker. It blocks
1: creativity. Yeah, it is.
0: Screens away.
1: That's really, that's fascinating to think about.
0: So it is. The timeline is completely connected and I did not have that realization until today. So it's so funny that you say that exact same thing back to me. Huh. And have you? What do you use? Do you just use your your thought, your racing thoughts to like calm your anxiety? Helps you write down? Are you thinking about a gratitude, or are you thinking about, you know, just flushing like weird stuff out in your head? Like what prompts? Are you using prompts? I guess
1: I'm not. No, it's a real garbage dump for me, um, as most yeah. of my writing is. And most writers would say the same thing about their own rough drafts, or you know, not fit for public consumption. Writing, you know, something I will think about something that will that will in turn you know, spur 700 words of, of nothing. It will be what happened to me today. It will be, I can't believe I just watched this show and it was so gutting. It could be, I'm so mad at this thing that happened at work, any and all of the above, but I don't use any formal prompts. I'd like to get better at that. But right now it's just sort of very stream of consciousness for me.
0: And is writing like in a paper with pen on paper better for you than typing?
1: I wouldn't say that. I think that they, both things lead to very different outcomes for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, writing by with pen and paper, it's a different exercise for me. It feels um, more indulgent and more um, careful and more thoughtful. But mm. you know, I type so fast and I write so sloppily that if i if my mind is racing and I want to get everything out, I will go to a Google Doc ten times out of ten, or even better, our favorite app, the notes app. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just much more. If I don't think that I'm going to be able to capture everything longhand, I have to type it out.
0: Yeah. I feel like longhand for me is more like, it's funny you say careful. I, I don't feel careful at all. I don't care how I'm spelling things. I don't care. I'm not making full sentences. I'm, I'm much, um, I don't know, more in the zone of just like getting my what's out in my head when I'm typing, I need the sentences to work. I need the structure to work. I need the flow to be there, or it feels like a waste of my time. It's so, it's so funny how our brains work like that. And I think that has to be tied to also your profession a little bit, right? Completely. You do this all day long and you are composing things. It comes much more natural to you. You are incredible with words. So it probably you do get your point across if you're typing better.
1: Yeah, it's just much easier for me to, you know, get it across and make sure that I am saying everything that I want to say or that I'm thinking, um, even though it is always garbage. But I don't Not worry that I'm gonna, I don't on. worry that I'm gonna miss something in the same way that I do when I'm writing something on a piece of paper, but my mind is already six sentences ahead of what I'm writing down. I get you. So again, these are not revolutionary tools. These are not tips you haven't heard from a million other people. But like, I know that I forget this stuff a lot of the time when I'm very much like in the moment of trying to solve something creatively. And I think that like all of these little tricks hint at and seem to come back to like, that we need to take our noses off the grindstone a little bit. Time and space away from what we consider to be creativity is just as important as the time and space we spend with and in it. Um, And so being able to, and it's creative in its own way, you know, moving around is creative, resting and you're dreaming. That's very creative. It's just, it's making sure that all parts of your creative brain are stoked in the ways they need to be stoked and fed. And they'll tell you when they're hungry. Um, And so I think that, you know, the better we can feed them and the more variety of, of vitamins and nutrients we can get in there, the better. I love that. That's such a great way to put it. I think rest, rejuvenation,
0: and how we spend and use our energy is so important. Um, so I think that was touching on all of that. So if you're in a place where you know it's been a
1: rough week, you know, try one of these. See if it helps. Yeah. Schedule ten minutes to look at a stupid YouTube that has nothing to do with what you're trying to think about. Close your eyes, meditate, do a little bit of yoga. You know, pull out a scrapbook from when you were fifteen. All of it helps, even if it's not directly tied to what you're trying to do. It's amazing what will lead you back to a solution. Totally agree. This was a a short one today, y'all. But thanks for joining us on, on this Speed Round Micro Machines tip section. Let us know if you enjoy or find annoying these kind of rapid fire tips and tricks ones. We have fun doing them. We feel like they're kind of, you know, big air quotes here, but useful. So let us know what you want us to uh, cover in these, if anything, but thanks for yeah. And we'll be asking you on Instagram. So please chime in. Oh yeah. We got a lot to say and we want you to have a lot to say too. All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the artist at work. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter under the handle at artist at work pod. And our website is theartist artist at work.com. We'll see you next time.